is the Levels Network. I am Justin Hoddle, normally joined by the Triple OG, Widemu Mason, but this is a very special bonus episode for us this week at Levels Network. Uh, for, I've got two girls with me, Taryn Aiken and Tiana Penatani. Uh, firstly, girls, thanks for coming in. Um, if you don't know uh, how our podcast works normally with Mace, he's got the uh, credentials and the credibility. I'm just the host. So I've got you two girls to come in and speak at the NRLW on behalf of Mace. So first and foremost, thanks for coming in. No, thanks for having us. Stoked to be here alongside Taz. Um, yeah, big fan of the potty. So yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Can't wait to get into it. All right, girls, um, I've got uh, accomplishments. Like I said, the credibility, the credentials <laughs> all out in front of me. Um, before we get into that, I want to thank our partners, Body Science and Tab, for putting this on for us. Uh, they are the OGs of their industries and we thank them for the partnership. All right, let's get into Taryn Aiken. Firstly, Taryn, before I get into the accomplishments, I, I was looking through the Rugby League project. Queensland number six, been killing it for Queensland for the last couple of years. Born in Gosford, New South Wales. Yeah, Run what's me doing, that. Taz? Yeah, so um, my parents decided to, yeah, have me in North Gosford Hospital. I was actually, yeah, grew up for a little bit on the Central Coast, but moved up to Tweed when I was seven and grew up supporting Queensland. So, yeah, I just wanted to play for Queensland. I had a, the women's game, I don't know how, but got a bit of a loophole and I could play for Queensland because I played through their grades in yep. the state competition. And, yeah, played for Queensland. And it was pretty ironic, actually. Greg Inglis um, did our jersey presentation for oh, first year. Oh, the great so, GI. Yeah. I <laughs> it was one. actually pretty cool. <laughs> well, I'm the same. I'm Kiwi, but I grew up in New South Wales and I sort of go for Queensland anyway. Yeah, so sorry, yeah, sorry, T. New Zealand's um, in Queensland, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Taryn, uh, did you, did, was there a decision to be made? Like, did New South Wales hit you up when you were – Sort of, you know, once you hit the scene and we're playing for the Broncos, did they hit you up and go, we want you for New South Wales as well? Yeah, yeah, so they did. Um, but I had already been in the Queensland camps, so. Yeah, like the junior systems and that as well. Do they have oh, like no. under-19s at that time? When no, you, they didn't no. They didn't have under-19s or anything, so I was just straight into the women's camps. And, yeah, I think the year after I'd already trained with the Queensland women's squad, the year after they came in, and I was a bit like I'm in an iron because I was like, I didn't know if I'd regret it or not, mm. but. Like, it was pretty easy in the end because I grew up supporting them and that's who I wanted to play for. <laughs> Beautiful. It's worked out well for you. Uh, so we'll get into those accomplishments. So a two-time premiership winner for the Brisbane Broncos, four seasons there, so all four seasons. Made this made the move to the Sydney Roosters this year in 2023. Five appearances for Queensland, three tries, and I've, I think I've been on all three of them. Four appearances for Australia at the World Cup last year, uh, including the, obviously the win uh, in the final, five tries in the World Cup as well. Um, and also, happy birthday for last Friday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Tiana Penatani, two seasons with the Dragons, two seasons with the Eels, quad injury that um, stuffed it for you last year playing in the GF. Yeah. Um, made the move to Cronulla in 2023, five appearances for New South Wales, three tries. I like you two girls as a combo whenever I'm <laughs> putting on a same game multi. Uh, represented Australia in the Nines World Cup, finishing as the top try scorer in that competition. Captain Australia's sevens to a gold medal in the Youth Olympics. Uh, the youngest ever to represent a senior Australian rugby team at any format in the sevens or fifteens. Mm. Is that still holding now? Like, or yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You've done your research. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what an accomplishment. And um, just awarded, I suppose, or um, honoured to, to be the captain of the Sharks 2023 team. Yeah, definitely honoured. Um, you know, it's weird saying that, you know, this is the first season of um, the Sharks NRLW. I've played for them since 2019 in our, like, pre-season comp, which yep. is the Harvey Norman the Harvey Premiership. Norman. Um, so, yeah, the, the club 
means a lot to me and um, I've been part of the club for, you know, many years now. So um, it's nice to be able to play at the top level for them and, um, yeah, so keen to rip in. Because obviously, you know, been following the NRLW now for about two or three years um, since I got back into Australia and it's just gone from strength to strength. And I would always hear that there was so much – there so many strong juniors from the Cronulla area that either end up playing for the Dragons potentially or – or at other clubs, so it's good to see Cronulla in and um, you must be excited for the season. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that I'm really proud of is the fact that we have been able to retain all of those local girls. So you got like Tale Holmes, Quincy Dodd, Tegan Dimmick, all of those girls that um, have played their, you know, their junior footy or started at Cronulla that um, all kind of had to disperse into other NRLW teams. Um, yep. And yeah, now that we've got 10 teams, a lot of those girls have been able to come back home and, and represent, you know, a club that's been a really big part of their career. So yeah, it's, it's exciting and um, we've got a round one this week, so... Yeah, awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, we'll get to more about the reasons yep. for both you girls to switch. Uh, also, just want to give a shout out to the Pacific Sports Show, which you're on on yes, ABC with you. Sam Wikes. I know Sammy well. Grew yep. up Western Sydney, just around the corner from Sammy. He was a couple of years younger than me, and um, yeah, he's he's been doing great thing, great things in the space. You know, sort of in and around rugby union as well. So yeah, 100%. Um, you enjoying that. Yeah, uh, join doing the show with Sammy. I do love it. You know, that's like our our, um, our little baby at, at ABC. So big Sammy, my co-host, um, kind of makes my job easy. But no, I, I love what the show's about. You know, we are dedicated to solely sharing the stories of um, the wonderful Pacific talent we have here in Australia and over in the islands. And um, you know, it's a show that is really needed. You look at the the stats, and you know, half of the NRL and half of um, Super Rugby are all athletes from Pacifica heritage. Mm. So and it's only um, getting stronger. And it's only getting stronger. So yeah, it's something that I'm really proud of. And and um, I love learning about not only, you know, your footy dominant um, stories, but, you know, the likes of weightlifting and um, outrigging and, you know, all those weird and wonderful sports that we get to cover in that show as well. So love awesome. it. All right, we're doing great work. Also doing great work, um, did some research actually with a couple of the girls that I wasn't as familiar with uh, from Rugby Union. Um, Maddie Bartlett and Adam Blair, they're doing a show. Uh, shout out to Across the Ditch over there in New yeah. Zealand. Um, Maddie's at, actually hilarious. I've been yeah. watching a couple of episodes in preparation for this, so she's doing a great job. Then you've got uh, Corbin Baxter and Kiana Takarangi yeah. that uh, just had you on yeah. as a guest on their one, kicking a podcast. And then uh, the girls, they're killing it. You've got Millie Boyle and Keely Davis. <laughs> um, up front. <laughs> the upfront podcast, and I've seen a few clips of those through uh, – through Jammer at the buy round, um, the girls are just get. They're going to take over <laughs> the space. Oh, they're so I don't think there'll funny, be a space though. for yeah, us yeah, anymore. So um, yeah. You know what? Like, I don't know how you feel at training, Taz, but when <laughs> we get into Origin Camp, one of my favourite pastimes is to listen to those two either go at it or just have yarns and like pick each other's brains. I'm like, they're just so funny. Like, just together. Um, yeah, they're they're hilarious. So they must just chew you yeah, off at training. Yeah, they're so good, and they do not shut up. <laughs> yeah, podcast is great for them too. Well, I've, I've, uh, they clipped up a couple. Um, recently with um, Keely's story about calling triple zero the other day. So <laughs> I'd imagine uh, – so they're teammates of yours now, um, yeah. Taz. Have, yeah. Are they going to have guests on at, at some point? Do you know the, the how, how the show is going to work? Just like obviously Tiana going on with, uh, with Corbin um, and Kiana. So – are they going to have guests on, do you know, at this point? Or, um, or not is it just sure. them two just talk and dribble? Yeah, I would say it would just probably be them two talk and dribble. But, yeah, they're great entertainment and provide plenty of laughs around training. Oh, awesome. Uh, the, both those two girls also formed um, a big part of the origin that you girls both played in. Yeah. Uh, we were up there for Townsville uh, to watch the game and, and the celebrations as well. Uh, but let's just get into the nitty-gritty of it, right? Um, Queensland win game one by eight points. Um, New South Wales win game two by six in the end, mm-hmm. was it? Uh, there needs to be a decider, doesn't there? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like when you look at rugby league, I don't think I've ever seen a competition that's been decided by an aggregate point system. So it was bizarre for us even, you know, being in the game and um, after the game we're kind of shaking hands to each other <laughs> and we were just like, oh, congrats. But then Queensland's like, oh, yeah, congrats to you guys too. It was so anticlimactic. Yeah. Like that's just so far away from what Origin's about. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's bizarre that there wasn't a decider. I mean um, we got into camp and it was the week that we got into um, to camp game one that they had told us they had a meeting that week and had changed it. I've seen that. I've so, seen the chat yeah, because originally, I mean, it would have worked out really well for New South Wales, yeah. but originally it was if, um, you know, if Queensland didn't win both games, then New South Wales would retain the shield. So that's what happens in the Bledisloe Cup. Yes, yeah. that's like the Bledisloe, exactly. Yeah. So um, to, to find out like as we went into camp that actually it's going to be a points aggregate. We were like, what? And then what happens if the points aggregate's the same? They're like, oh, it's the amount of tries that you've scored. And the list just went on. And yeah, it was a bit bizarre to think that there was an actual board meeting and someone had come up with that decision. And um, yeah, I think moving forward, the bottom line is that we need three games. Yeah, for sure. Tara and I, obviously you girls come in celebrating. You had the shield (laughs) in the mad cow. But how did it feel like straight after the game? You just lost the game, but you'd won the series in a a two-game series. Yeah, after the game, it was it was a really weird feeling. I think at the start we were a bit gutted that we had lost, especially like how close it was and like it was the last minute try. Um, so we were a bit gutted but then like we're shaking hands and everyone's like, as Tiana said, like congrats, congrats. And then I think like once we got the shield and that, everyone was just like, oh, well, like we've still won. Yeah. Not how you want to win an Origin Series but we've still won. Let's celebrate and Hopefully with this ending, like the only good thing to come out of it is you get a three-game series. Yeah. Well, that's what I wrote down in my notes. I, I think it was the perfect way to finish to for everyone to sit back and go, all right, that hasn't worked. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the, competition, the competition of game two in particular was great. Um, and a few things around it, right? So if you were going to do, do that system, I suggested this with me and Lukey and, and Mace were watching the game. Um, so the girls had a better understanding where the score was at. Maybe you should even start it at 18-10. So, you know, like if the points had gone up on aggregate, you would have had a better indication of where like the game was at. Because I remember there was uh, at one point – um, with like a minute half, minute and a half to go, Jessie was kicking the goal and she's sort of like taking her time. Yeah. And I was going – because she's trying to get the kick, right? Yeah. And she, there's no indication of where she's at aggregate, aggregately. So I was like, come on, kick the ball, kick the ball, yeah. kick the ball. So that was one suggestion if you were to stay that. So that's where I think they stuffed up there. Um, but so, so when we started talking about this, we, we talked about it straight away on our podcast after. And um, we're trying to – like we were unsure of the reasons why. One person messaged message in and said, what if it was a dead rubber? So that's maybe one concern that the NRL had. Mm-hmm. So I've got this idea and I'm just going to float it by you girls. Yep. So you did the standalone game, most attendance that you've ever had at a crowd for Townsville, it was pumping, yep. right? Uh, Parramatta was good considering that you girls hadn't even done a preseason by that point mm-hmm. as well and there was no, hardly any training. So my suggestion is three games for sure. Uh, Queensland, New South Wales are home and away every year and – the game three, always put it with game three and match it with the men. So that's what I say. Do yeah. you like that? Yeah, because like when you look at it from like a logistical point of view and like if, if people are concerned about how much it actually costs to put on a game, yep. um, we were like – 
uh, there's this narrative that we as the female players don't want to be played as a curtain raise or anything like that. I don't know who has been spoken to, but a lot of us say we would froth the opportunity to play like an opener to a men's game. Mason will like, be stoked because yeah, he's, yeah, he's been talking about that for a while. 100%. And like we would love the opportunity to do that and especially if it was, you know, if there were those conversations around like it's going to cost a lot of money and the, the women's game's not bringing in that revenue and whatnot, then it's not really going to cost much more if you just put us, you know, as an opener to, to one of the men's games. You've got, you know, like a sellout crowd already. Um, the fans are there and it would just be sick to be able to play in front of tens of thousands of people. Like we would love it as players. Yeah, yeah awesome. Sure. Darren, like, yes, going back to you. So th- the idea of that too is you still get your home and like your home exactly. and away yeah. games, right? Yeah. And and it's you use girls as standalones on game one and two. Yeah. Just for instance, it does go Queensland or New South Wales go 2-0 and they had, I think in the men's game, they had 75,000 or whatever for a dead yeah. rubber regardless. So if it was a dead rubber or potentially even better, if both games were going to a decider where you could build it together, get together with the men, Taryn, I'll go to you on this one. Imagine getting together with like Munster and promoting the game, just say, for instance, if it was at Suncorp or even if it was at a core, but you get together, the boys and girls were going to go for the Queensland dominance. Yeah, for sure. Like, that'd be awesome Like to play in front of the men's and especially a decider. Like imagine men's and women's decider at Suncorp Stadium like that would <laughs> it's like what dreams are made of so it'd be awesome and it's an awesome way to do it as well logistically if that's what the NRL are concerned about yeah because I reckon if you girls played before if there was both the decider I'd say 90 95 percent of the crowd that was going to be there for the men's would rock up for the girls for sure yeah. or the women's sorry 100 percent. yeah so, so that's my little proposal glad you both agree <laughs> yes. with it um uh let's move on to the change of scenery for both you girls we'll start off with you Taryn um Pretty big. You've been at the Broncos now for four years, won a couple of premierships, like I said at the start. Why now? Why now the Roosters? Um, and actually, let's just I'll, I'll talk, get to another part of it as well, but um, why did you decide to leave the Broncos after four years and why the Roosters? Yeah, well, I'd been at the Broncos for four years since I came into the scene really, but I just felt like it was a time for a change. I just, I don't know, I just wanted something different, wanted something new and the opportunity at the Roosters really excited me from the moment I went down there and met all the people there. I was like, this is it, like I want to be here and I want to play for this club. And it was sad and it was hard to leave the Bronx and all my friends there, but at the same time I just thought it was time to do something different, do something new and exciting. And you're playing them? Round, I round know, one, round first nine. round. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you, you were saying just before before we got in here <laughs> that um, Sinead, yeah, Sinead. When you, when you left when you left camp, she <laughs> yeah. she let you know straight away you're yeah. gonna see each other. <laughs> my goodbye t- from Sinead was see you on the sunny coast. So yeah, no, it'll be my first time playing against a lot of those girls, but um, glad to get it over and done with first, and it'll be an exciting game on. Awesome, Tiana. Same question. Uh, mm-hmm. Yours was a little bit later, was it? Like sort yeah. of after – were you contracted to Parramatta before? Yeah. And then you sort of – obviously you talked about, you know, growing up in the area mm. uh, or in and around the area that yeah. meant a lot to you. So was that a big part of your decision? Yeah, definitely. There were like a few different reasons. Um, but initially when I'd signed um, the two-year with Parramatta, it was like a two-year marquee contract. Yep. Um, and that was prior to expansion. So um, I think everything else was kind of void, like null and void from the previous contracts okay. except for the marquee. There was, I think, two marquee 
um, contracts in the whole of the NRLW. So, so you had one so of them. So we I had one of them, yeah. But then that kind of like tied me into to Para. So um, kind of had a meeting with them and we kind of just had to work through it back and forth for a few months, um, which was yeah, it was a bit tricky to navigate at times, but um, really grateful that they kind of came to the table. And um, for me, it was like I live in Ingadine, which is like bottom of the Sutherland Shire on the way to Wollongong. And, yep. um, you know, there's quite a few different things. I wear a few different hats through the week. Like I work multiple jobs and um, my mum's been away for like nearly half the year just with her work so um I kind of inherited that role at home as mum looking after my two younger siblings um like in particular and um just a lot on my plate and having to commute like an hour and 45 to to training um at para like four or five days a week was going to be a really tough ask for me and yeah there wasn't really any other club that I would go to other than Cronulla you know Cronulla's um has been home to me in, in my like adult rugby league career and um yeah so that was kind of hard to to ask that from from Parramatta who were a little bit reluctant at first to kind of let me go but I think they kind of saw where I was coming from and um yeah then eventually let me go but I'm really like I'm stoked to be at Cronulla I've just I feel so at home there and um I really buy into what Tony Herman our coach is all about and the style of footy that he coaches and uh yeah the group of girls that we've got there is um yeah it's exciting it's really homey Lukey was disappointed. Lukey's a big, Sorry, param- Lukey's a big Parramatta <laughs> fan. I think he told you the mad cow. You would have seen him around the traps of Parramatta. Um, girl, you talked a little bit about the negotiate. You're a marquee player. Um, we'll just stay with you, Tiana, on this one. Uh, I was going through and I was looking at some of the contracts, right? So we'll get to Knights of the first team. I'm looking at Georgia Roach, five-year contract. Yeah. This is the first time that you girls have been able to sign contracts apart from the marquee players for an extended period of time. How have you enjoyed that process? You always a little bit different, I suppose, I'll I'll be able to ask Taryn after this, but Mm. um, how have the girls handled that process and then obviously what's come with the expansion of of the competition? Yeah, um, they've been great. You know, for us um, in the last four years, we've had to – we've been on like three, four-month contracts, which doesn't give the players any kind of job security. You know, you could play in the preseason comp, whether it's the um, BMD, BMD Cup up in Queensland or Harvey Norman in New South Wales, get injured and have no protection and there goes your NRLW contract, you know. So for the players moving forward – and I. I know this ties in with the CBA negotiations at the moment as well, but um, for us, it's just about like security and, and being able to stay at a club and know that you're looked after and um, yeah, moving forward and, um, you know, pushing the growth of the women's game. I think that's so important. And um, the girls have navigated it really well, you know, like they've taken their opportunities. Um, they've had a, like a, a bigger window to negotiate rather yep. than kind of being offered two weeks before your start date. And you're like, here you go, here's your, your offer, take it or leave it. Um, they had like a good three month block to be able to go back and forth. And a lot of the girls have player agents now, which is um, great to see like them being represented fairly. So yeah, I think with expansion, um, it's been the best thing to come out of it is the opportunity to sign multi-year deals and uh, yeah, like I said, the, the biggest thing is just that security um, and being able to know that you're looked after. Yeah, on to you Taryn. Um, Queensland number six, I'd imagine, and Australia number six in the final, uh, Georgia Roach gets a five-year deal, which we'll talk about, like I said, uh, at the Knights. One, only the one year at the Roosters, was, was there a reason behind that? Because I imagine uh, most teams would have been trying to get you or lock you in for longer than that. Yeah, well, I've lived in Tweed my whole life. Wasn't sure how I'd go living in Sydney, but I'm really enjoying it. So that was more my thoughts behind the one year, being away from my family, big homebody and really love my family and being around them. So I just wasn't sure how I'd go away from home. So I just wanted to do the one year, which is obviously it's um, good being able to do the multi-years for girls now um, and have the security, but I just wanted to do the one year and Make sure I survive Sydney. Yeah. Well, I only had one year deals, but it wasn't because it wasn't my choice. <laughs> so I was almost like the NRLW player every year. 
<laughs> and, and I just was unable to get that two-year deal. Um, all right, girls, the expansion uh, from six to ten teams. Um, obviously a lot of pros, uh, Taryn, which we talked about um, before. Um, is there anything is, – is there any concerns with it at, at all going from six to ten? Because I thought the quality last year was great. Um, and you're still building into this competition. You've got the competitions Harvey Norman and uh, the competition in Queensland. You, what, yeah, BMD. BMD, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, is it too big a jump too early, do you think, or are you happy with is 10 I, teams the right number? I would say eight would have been, like mm. two more. I think we could have done two more quite comfortably. Yep. I think the extra two is probably a bit of a stretch. Um, bit of a strain on like the coaching and recruitment, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think the squad depth. Like injury-wise and that later in the season, I think that's where we're going to struggle the most and to keep the quality and, like, tightness of the games. Like, last year, the whole season, like, every game was pretty close. Um, so I think that's where the difference will be this year round. Yeah, and same with Utah. Obviously, yeah. plenty of positives, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just looking at it and, and how it's been growing and, and, you know, where the quality of it was last year. Um any, any other concerns with, with the 6 to 10 or is that sort of the, the yeah, main? Yeah, I think that's the main one. I think like the positives um, are the fact that there is such a bigger outreach. You know, you've got North Queensland Cowboys and like all of those girls that get to stay up there and represent that yeah, um, that catchment. And you've got Canberra um, and then you've got Tigers and Cronulla, like two more Sydney teams. Um, but I think, yeah, exactly what Taz said, like the depth is probably the most concerning thing. Like we've it's only been a few years since we've implemented as a game pathways from 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s. Mm. Um, I would love to see an under 21s for the women because I think bringing our Tasha Gale girls in under 19s, like a hop, skip and a jump into NRLW, like some of them are still a little bit off the pace, even the superstars in their age group. So yeah, there's one in your team, right? Cronulla, we'll get to her. Yeah, definitely. So I think some of those, um, you like those little tweaks could be made to like help strengthen the pathways, but just, yeah, eight would have been perfect, you know, where you've got um, that depth within the squad because come mid-season, hopefully not too many injuries, but that's the nature of the game, right? So um, if there are quite a lot of injuries, I think we'll really see some squads be tested in terms of the quality of footy and hopefully that doesn't have a negative impact on the product that we can produce. Um, You obviously come from rugby in your background. I remember when I was at Manly, you were at the Sevens back in the day and made that transition. Uh, I've seen that a lot. there's been a couple of high-profile um, rugby girls that have come over. I guess that's a pro, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, the, the competition's becoming strong. You've got some pretty big names now yeah. that have come over from um, New Zealand Rugby Union off the back of what Gail Broughton did last year. Uh, yeah. She was outstanding for you girls. Uh, and then obviously, you know, I've mentioned her a couple of times now, Georgia Roach over from the Super League. She was, I think, the inaugural woman of steel yeah. over there. So I think it shows in a way like – how how popular the NRLW is getting because you're getting some pretty big names over the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. And just the exposure and like how much um, the fans get around the women's game and how well it's broadcasted I think is what is the enticement factor. And, um, you know, you look at like, you, for example, you look at the Aussie women's sevens team, right, and like no one hears about them and like how well they're doing and, you know, they're world champions and it's just kind of like a little post on social media whereas like over here along the East Coast, like people love rugby league and there's so much exposure even mm. for brand awareness, like brand exposure. So I think that is um, definitely enticement for those girls to cross codes. But you mentioned it, like the likes of Niall Williams, Sonny Bill's sister, and then you've got Tyler Nathan Wong, who's yeah. um, Olympic gold medalist, and um, Emma Tonegado, who's, um, you know, my, my Sharky's teammate, who's been around for a couple of years She was there in the, in the uh, sevens back in the day. We, she was, yeah. So yeah, her yeah. and I were – it was me, Brooke? her, um, Brookie Anderson, Brooke? um, Vani Politi, Charlotte yeah, Kaslik, those girls. We were like the next-gen girls that were yeah. signed fresh out of high school. So, um, yeah, we've seen a lot of those girls 
transition over and, and come over to league, which is, yeah, I think that's a really big positive is just like the growth of the games attracting these big names, which is only going to, you know, really benefit the quality of the game. One of the parts you mentioned there, it's not only just the women's, like with, with regards to what you're talking about with the sevens and how um, successful they've been, it's just rugby union and in a whole, mm. like I've, well, I ran into the Wallabies the other night in, in Manly while we're doing uh, content for the Cowboys, North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah. And um, I know they just started a podcast. I think Drew Mitchell, there's, there's not really anyone too dominant in the space yeah. over here, I think, that can help out with the rugby union game because we've had we've talked about it on our show before about even like with regards to the men's, just like the women's, um, you know, they, more of these sorts of shows really help out with the branding and, yeah. and pushing rugby union. Uh, sort of got a little bit off topic there but, um, <laughs> no, yeah, I just think yeah, not only just with the girls and you'd know better doing um, your show with Sam, right, yeah. and, and his rugby union background. So... I think that plays into it and I, and I have a feeling we're going to probably get more um, women's come over from the rugby union yeah. for sure I in think the next couple of years. Especially after 2024 Olympics in Paris, yep. there's a lot of them. Like I know I was chatting to Tyler Nathan Wong the other day when we were doing some content stuff and um, she was saying that like when – like a lot of her teammates found out that she'd signed. They were like kicking themselves. They were like, oh, we should have jumped on board and like gone over now. So I know there's a lot of chat around those sevens girls, particularly both from Australia and New Zealand, wanting to make the change after the the next Olympics. So, yeah, watch this space. There'll be a yeah. big influx of like high-profile athletes coming, I think. Yeah, and watch that space. If you haven't heard of her, Sowie um, has got her – in the predicted lineup. Uh, Tyler's going to be the six and Sowie is super excited. I had a chat to him. Uh, when we're at Origin One, I was mm. watching Origin One, and we did a preview before that. All right, let's go uh, get into the team. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through. I've just gone on the um, NRL website. Yep. Um, there's predicted lineups. I've got recruits of note uh, for every team, and then I'm going to get you girls to help me out with a play to watch. So um, someone that's either maybe a little bit younger that we've never heard of, or someone who's been slept on, been around for a minute. She sort of hasn't been part of the Origin uh, arena, where you know that's been all the rage over the last couple of years. So ready to get into it? Yep. Let's do it. All right. The first team, uh, we just sort of – it was in no particular order, but we got the Knights up first. Um, they are paying t $6 uh, to win the competition with our friends, our partners at the tab. And the predicted lineup. If help me out with some of these names if I get them wrong, two <laughs> girls. Uh, Tamika Upton, Jasmine Strange, Shanice Parker, Falila Kia, Tamara Liati, Georgia Roach, Jesse Southwell, Caitlin Johnson, Olivia Higgins, Taylor Predabon, Lation. Albert Jones, Yasmin Clydesdale, Hannah Southwell will be back from the ACL, hopefully. Nita uh, Maynard, Kayla Romanik, Rima Butler, and Simone Carpani. Yeah. How did I go? All those names? Yeah, pretty correct? good. Well, I, I know like 80% of the squads, but there are, there Some are a few. Some of them I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, so okay. It's, Sweet. Well. So we're going to find out together anyway. Um, I mentioned it before, um, Taz, we're speaking about a recruit of note. Uh, Georgia Roach, five, a five-year deal. She comes over from playing at Leeds. She um, started off at Cass, so she's a Yorkshire lass. Um, she sort of – I was watching some highlights on her before the show. She sort of looks a little bit like Jessie Southwell, like a sort of <laughs> – She's stocky. A little yeah. stocky, nuggety um, yeah. half who obviously likes to run. Um, so how do you think those two girls are going to uh, combine together? Did you play against England in the World Cup no, as well? No, we didn't play. We obviously watched them pretty closely, but we never played against them. But okay. Yeah, she, in the World Cup, she looked really good. Like their strong, their stronger half, and she's obviously um, went really well in the Super League. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes. And um, obviously with Jessie, I think Jessie will do most of the controlling of the game, and which will help her out, especially coming into the NRLW for the first season. Yeah, and then obviously the return of uh, Hannah, who did her ACL in the first game, Tiana. So she's going to yeah. be big coming back. Yeah. Um, 
some still look. There's some players. Obviously, the big one is Millie. Millie's moved on. She's she's playing with you now, Taz. Uh, but when I look through that, I've highlighted a couple of names. Obviously, Tamika Upton, yeah. um, ex team out of yours, Taz. Uh, Jesse Southwell, who is the young gun of last season. Caitlin Johnson. Um, she missed. Origin was she injured to yeah, this origin? Yeah, she was injured. Yeah, because she's in such she was in she such good it. form. And, yeah, um, there was like a highlight of her from last year's Origin, like running off the, off back, the fence. back fence, best ever. So she's um yeah she's huge for them. Like she brings so much muscle in the middle, and um yeah we really missed her in Origin. Uh, so what about a player to watch? So someone that we might not have heard of. Yeah, uh, probably Rima Butler. She comes from the Parramatta Eels, um and she's she's a big body, but she's so versatile. You can throw her in the centers, back row, and middle. So, um she kind of had a, a couple of opportunities last year. She was kind of on the fringe there in our in our Eels squad and um, when she did come on, she made such a big impact and especially if you kind of throw her in the back line and she's just that big strong body running over the back. So um, she's definitely someone to watch. But someone I think that's been there or thereabouts for so long is um, Scucky, Shanice Parker. You know, she's had a stint at Origin but she's I feel like she's a little bit slept on. Yep. Um, she's, yeah, she's amazing, such a like a, a strong athlete. So I feel like she'll have a good season too. Yep. So with both you girls, so um, you're in very strong lineups. We'll get to the odds. Knights, they won the competition last year. They're going to be very hard to beat again, Taryn. Yeah, for sure. I think they've obviously lost Millie, but Hannah Southwell did her ACL in round one. So she's going to be a big in for them. And they've retained most, I think, most of their big players apart from Millie. They've still got Tamika. Was Romy there last year as well? Yeah, Yeah. Romy. Romy's left. She's gone up to the Bronx, hasn't she? Yeah. But I think they've kept a very cool group and they're going to obviously be really strong and build on what they did last year. All right. Moving on to the Roosters, $3.25 favourites stacked. <laughs> I've highlighted so many names here. Uh, kicking off with Corbin Baxter, a good friend of yours and a friend of ours. Actually, she used to come on the show back in the day with me when I was doing the NRLW preview stuff. Corbin Baxter is back after having a second bub. Yes. Second bub. Yep. Uh, Bridie Parker, Je- uh, the stack centres and Jess Sergis and Isabella Kelly, Jamie Frazard, Taryn Aiken, Jocelyn Kelleher, Millie Boyle, Keely Davis, Maya Hill Moana, Olivia Koenig, Amber Hall, Keely Joseph, <laughs> Shorten Burton, Otessa Pule, uh, Tiela Fotu Mwala, yep. and Kolu Sipani Hopuati. Yeah. How do I go? Who stacked it, Taz? <laughs> <laughs> How do I go, girls? Um, Taz, I started laughing as I got to 13 because that team is stacked. <laughs> well and truly deserve to be favourites at the tab. How's it all been going, though? So um, you get to miss out on a bit of preseason, you girls, when you're in Origin camp. Yeah. yeah that's but how's, that's how, how's it been in the first sort of couple of weeks since you've been back from that? Yeah, it's been really good. We've been building really strongly. And I think the group, yeah, like we're really tight, tight-knit, um, and we're really enjoying playing footy together, training together, and – yeah, we know we know we're the favourites, and we know there's a lot of talk around us, but yeah. embracing it. <laughs> yeah, we're just embracing it. Like yeah. it's it's probably just going to come with the Roosters tag, to be honest. But yeah. All right, so let me uh, fill me in a little bit with Jocelyn Kelleher, who's predicted to be your halves partner. Yeah. Um, you leave you leave arguably one of the the greatest NRLW players of all time, Ali Brigginshaw, who you partnered with for a long time. How's that combination been and, and what's it going to be like a little bit different not being with Ali? Um, I, I sort of noticed that you girls have been sort of a 50-50 anyway up there at Brisbane and Queensland of late. Um, but how's it been? Are you going to try to take the reins with this team even though you knew or, or how do you see that combination working? Um, no, we've been pretty – building very nicely together. Um, Joss, she's played a few games in the halves. I think she started in the halves in 2021 season and she's obviously played a, lo- a lot with the girls in the Central Coast and – 
yeah, I think she's obviously one to watch getting the number seven jersey and she's, yeah, a lot more experienced now than when she played in the halves last time and she's really exciting, got a good running game, good kicking game and good ball playing game, so she's a bit of an all-around talent. All right, what about a player to watch? Someone that's sort of a little bit slept on or a young girl in your squad that you really uh, been impressed by? There's a few, but I'm probably going to go Pani Hopawade. She yep. played in that um, under-19s origin. I could not believe she was only <laughs> under-19s and I seen her name on the team list. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's um, she's a beast and she's really good. So I'm excited to see her play. It's a strong last name. So she, is she yeah. part of the Hopawati <laughs> gang? Is, yeah, All she's right, a Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I'll go to you on this one, Tiana. $3.25 favourites, deservedly so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you look at their lineup. And oh, sorry, Tiana. Did I say Tiana? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look at their lineup and they're like, they're stacked. Um, and I think that speaks volumes of what the Roosters are doing as a club as well to attract those kind of players. Um, the likes of yourself, Taz, coming down from um, the Broncos. And then you've got like centers of the year, Jess and Ears. You've got prop of the year, Millie Boyle. You've got hooker of the year, Keely Davis. So, um, yeah, you've got some great leaders and, and a lot of experience in the team. So, I guess, yeah, wear the target on your back proud. How good you start coming for the folks. <laughs> like, so I'll sort of go back to what I was talking about before. Like when the process started, did it all like – was there a date set and then they just went everyone at the Roosters because I actually – we were doing stuff with Sal and Sal was like this is before <laughs> everything started – the negotiations started like he goes, the Roosters are going to be stacked. So like how – how quickly did it all happen with the process? Like as soon as like the first date was ready, were the managers just on it and and sorting out? I honestly think it was prior, yeah. to be honest. Like people – like because you're playing at um, like Harvey Norman level, which is like the equivalent of New South Wales Cup for the boys. Yeah. Um, like everyone's kind of already playing in, in clubs and like managers are putting the feelers out and, and coaches are, you know, starting to talk to players. So it was, I think – like unofficially it was well before the signing window actually opened. So then when the contracts or the term sheet kind of came through and all the contracts were, were given, everyone was like already on the, you know, pen on the dotted line. So, yeah, I think there was like a big few months stint where everyone was kind of having a chat to different clubs and coaches and whatnot. And you sort of had an idea what the salary cap must have been like as yeah, well, Yeah, I it? think um, – so I think there was a period of time where – we sort of knew what was happening but you couldn't sign yeah. or you didn't know for sure. I'm not too sure but, yeah, yeah. there was like negotiations going on for months behind the scenes. Yeah. And Sorry yeah. if I ruined it for the girls and tampering or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. With the, CB, with the CBA it was obviously really hard because – and I think it changed a couple of times like what the salary cap was going to be and how they were going to do marquee players. Yeah. But, yep. yeah, so by the time you could actually sign, like everyone was already done – Sold. Well, yep. most people were already yeah. done. Sold. Bruce's, so. Bruce's were done earlier than most. <laughs> yeah. I think it was honestly like a free for all. Like yeah. it, was, it was. It was so intense. Like yeah. it was such the a most crazy yeah. like off contract period. Like Tiana said before, like previous years you had like a month or two weeks. Like last year because we had the short turnaround, you had like two weeks. You literally had two. It weeks. was like the most stressful time of your life. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? Whereas this year, yeah, you had plenty of time and. Yeah, but you just didn't know what this is. I'll tell you what, you <laughs> talked about it before, like a lot of the girls have got representation and management. It's a good space to get in now. If you're a manager, oh, 100%, getting on yeah. with the girls. Like, are, you with the, are you with Pacific? Yeah, I'm with yeah. George Gazelle yep. like under um, Gavin the and Chris yep. there, yeah. So I'm, I'd imagine Gavin and Chris would have been on the phone straight away if not earlier. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Titans. Uh, we spoke about it before. Vani Palite, uh, Emily Bass, Jamie Chapman, Niall Williams, Karina Brown, Tali Fuimoano, Shante Kiria Ratu, Jessica Elliston, Lauren Brown, Shannon Mato, Shaylee Bent, 
Zara Canfield, Georgia Hale, Brittany Braley Nati, Steph Hancock, the OG, Caitlin Phillips, and Laker Clark. I think this team is a, an undercover like threat. I think when I was a going bit through the smoky. Oh, yeah. They're, they're my smoky. Yeah. They're nine dollars at the tap, by the way, if I didn't say that. Recruits of note note, obviously. Niall Williams is Sonny Bill's sister, for those not familiar. Uh Shaley Bent and Talia Fui Moano come up from uh, the Dragons. And Jamie Chapman, obviously, is an origin player. So uh Taron, um, we just talked both I think both agree that this is a team um that's going to cause some drama this year in the NRLW. Um, who's the player to watch, though, out of those names? Well, player to watch, I think big recruits for them would be Niall and Chapo. Like, they're going to be great. Um, it's going to be really good to see Niall over from sevens and Chapo's just a uh, like, – she's a freak. So really excited to see them. But the young guns, I would – see, the Titans are really good. They developed like a junior system before they even had an NRLW system. So yeah. they've got a few young guns coming through. they got Shante Ratu at number seven or yep. Sienna Lafitte who might play 7-2, yeah. I'm not sure who will get the nod there. Um, but they both be really good. And also Destiny, She, I don't know if she'll start in there, but she's a fullback and she's really good too. They all played under 19's origin. I think they had seven in the 19's origin. So. Yeah, they're a team to watch out for, eh? Yeah, for sure. When, so with that recruitment system, were you like in and around the area? Did Titans ever come knocking like <laughs> early on back in the yeah, day? Yeah, um, yeah, obviously being <laughs> from Tweed, yeah. Gold Coast area, but yeah. The Bronx was flying, winning premierships. <laughs> Easy decision. It worked out well for you anyway, Tony. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Raiders. And they are $15 from our partners at the tab. Uppy Nichols heads to the nation's capital Madison with Madison Bartlett, who I mentioned before, doing great things on her show over there with uh, Adam Blair. Shael Robbins-Retti, Felice Quinlan, uh, Shakaya Tungai, Ash Quinlan, uh, Zahara Tamara, uh, Sophie Holliman, Shante Tamara, uh, Tomia Kelly Signs, Holly Mace Dodd, Melissa Soliola, uh, Samima Telfa is a big signing, Emma Barnes, Olivia Ingram, Grace Kemp, and Keri Hita, Keri Hitina Matua. Nailed it. Got it? Did <laughs> I, I get so. it? I think <laughs> you got the Pacific show with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need you to help, um, honestly. So, for people that don't know, if you're watching this show, I'm awful with all the men's names as well. So, <laughs> I equally stuff them up. Um, Ex teammate of yours, Samina uh, Telfer. Yeah. Uh, she's co-captain with you last year at yeah, Parramatta. Yeah. Um, she's obviously a great buy for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, she really is. I think she'd like. For anyone that knows Samima, who's either played against or, or alongside her, she just exudes professionalism. Like she's the ultimate professional. Like we're in Origin camp and it's captain's run and she's in there doing like a 5K row just to, <laughs> just to kind of, you know, like get a little bit of a blowout in the lungs. So, um, yeah, she's she's unreal and she's at the helm there um, under Darren Borthwick, who was the assistant coach at um, Parramatta. So okay. I think, you know, they've um, worked alongside each other for like 10 years or something at the Mounties um, in Sydney. So um, there's a good partnership there in terms of leadership and then I think the biggest recruits for me are um, Z, Tamara, yep. um, obviously, you know, like Origin Half and um, Ash Quinlan as well. She's – I reckon she's going to be like my my highlight, like one to watch. Yep. Um, she's got a touch background. She's She was a freak at touch and she came over, had a debut season um, at the Eels last year and really like cemented her spot in the six jersey. She's really good, wasn't she? She's really good, like real classy player. So, yeah, they're ones to watch. And then you've got the, the Kiwi girls, Uppy Nichols. You yep. know, I think she's so underrated. She's yeah, a Kiwi so Ferns fullback and um, she's fantastic. Like she's everywhere. So her work rate's super high. And then Maddie Bartlett as well, who's a strong finisher. So they've got some um, – I reckon they're another – like them and the Titans for me are just yeah. like a fly under the radar kind of teams. So. Yeah, because I reckon – look, we talked about 
the pros and cons before. There, but there's some teams because it's like it'll even out a little bit more by the back end of the season. If mm. you can keep basically your, your, your one to thirteen, if you can stay relatively healthy, then you can make a real run at this competition, can't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And Ash Quinlan, yeah, she played touch with my brothers growing up. Hill yeah. sports girl, so I've known about Ash as soon as she hit the scene last year with yeah. you girls. Um, she's showing some nice cutout, nice early ball to you. Yeah, and she, I think she really. Uh, Linked well with with Gail, really opened up Gail yeah. at the back end of the season. Yeah, she's just that like instinctive, similar to Utah's, just like instinctive eyes up kind of footy player, and that's that touch background too. You know, like the kind of footy that you can't teach, like yep. you just develop it over like you know your childhood and stuff. So she's that kind of player for them. So she'll be great. Her and Z linking up in the halves will be um really interesting. Good combination, right? Good, good, good core, like yeah. Uppy, Ash, and Zahara. Um, as your spine, like three quarters of your spine. That's yeah. a good spine to start off with. All right, let's get to the Sharks, Tiana. Mm. Uh, predicted lineup is Jada Taylor, Andy Robinson, Kiana Takarangi, Tiana Penatani, Anissa Bedell. Bedell? Anissa Biddle. Biddle. Yep. Biddle. Uh, Emma Tonegato moves to six. Taylor Preston, Ali Johnson, Quincy Dodd, Rhiannon Byers, uh, Vanessa Foyaki. 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 Uh, Taylor Holmes, Holly Wheeler, Brooke Anderson. Fada Fihi Hanisi, Harata Butler, and you mentioned her before, Tegan Dimmick. Is she related to Jim Dimmick? Yeah, it's his daughter. It's his daughter? Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember because I seen that Jimmy was involved with the Tongan team, uh, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. And I knew that his daughter was playing for that team, so I was just making sure it was the same one. Recruits of note, obviously, really big one, um, apart from yourself, uh, were the two really big ones that I put down Emma Tonegato yeah. and her role moving to six to therefore make room for the young gun uh, who killed it in the under 19s game last year, Jada Taylor, yeah. uh, who was sort of behind a couple of more senior players at the Roosters. So, uh, how's Emma been going at six, first and foremost? And what, what's your expectations for Jada? Yeah, Emma's been going great. You know, she's um, she's an intelligent footballer and she put it, puts in so much hard work behind the scenes to to really understand the role. And um, she's a natural player, like a natural ball player anyway. So I think um, the transition from one to six would be really good for her. She's a strong defender too. Mm. So she wants to be up in the front line. And um, yeah, she's been doing a, a lot of work with um, the likes of Nico and stuff at training as awesome. well. Like he's been unreal, um, you know, cutting clips for her and, and doing a bit of extra work there. So um, he's just a, is he not the best dude? Oh, he's just like such a good human, <laughs> hey. Yeah, no, he's he's been great. All the boys at the Sharks, to be fair, have been awesome. Like Wado and even like Drew Fafita and that are down there. Yep. Um, he does welfare out. now, doesn't he? Yeah. Andrew, yep. Yeah, so the boys have really gotten around the girls, which has been um, really nice, especially with our younger younger girls and like a, a young pack too, having the likes of them come and help us out. It's um, really helpful. But yeah, Em's just been doing lots of homework and just like asking lots of questions and she looks good, you know. like she's going to be on the same edge? Um, we might be. Well, so you don't want to give anything away nah, too, nah. too early. Before <laughs> um, you play the Raiders, we're just talking about the Raiders. So, um. But um, yeah, and then like Jada Taylor at the back as well. She's um, she's so exciting for me. She's next gen. Like yep. she's um, she's what the like our next generation of of young female footballers is looks rocket. like. And she's a little pocket rocket, but she's a little feisty thing, man. Yeah. Like she's a little pit bull, and she just cracks me up. Hey, like she walks around with a chip on her shoulder all the time, and she's the best. Like we, I love we, her. We ran into her at the airport because we she was doing some stuff for the NRL for the men's origin both times and you can just tell like I'm just having a conversation <laughs> with her like she's got a little bit of she's got a little bit yeah, of something about she's her. a little sassy thing yeah. uh, which is so fun she's barking orders from the back but no I think she'll um I hope she has a breakout year I think she's just she again is um her standards like up here you know she expects the best from the players around her and she's 
quite mature for for her young age and uh, I really hoped that she kind of flourishes and she's got the right you know people and, and you know coaching staff around her to, to help her become a really good footballer so she's definitely one to watch. Taz over to you for Cronulla uh, how big a threat like you, you guys are favourites but how hard are Cronulla going to be to beat this year? Yeah, they're going to be good and we know that. Obviously, they've recruited really well to get all the girls back, but even their spine, like Jada, Emma, Taylor Preston, I'm assuming, like, and Quincy at nine, like, that's a really good spine for an inaugural team and to get all the girls back and they've got a lot of experience in their team. And they're, they're going to be hard to beat for sure. Out of all the new teams for sure. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're out the of most all dangerous. the new teams for sure, they're the best recruited. All right, let's go to your old team, the Broncos. So, fair few changes in this team as well. Um, people coming and going. Uh, so, predicted lineup: Haley Maddock, Ash Werner, Male Hufunga, Shanae Sazolka, Julia Robinson, Gail Broughton is a big one. Ali Brigginshaw, she will partner uh, partner Ali in your place. Uh, Taryn, Chelsea Linaduzzi, Destiny Brill, Annette Nuasala, Romy Teitzel, Tasman Gray, that's a really good back row. Mariah Denman, Jada Ferguson, Jasmine. Fogavini, Hannah Larson, and Fully Philomena Hanisi. Uh, recruits of note, obviously, the big one is who's going to fill your uh, role there. At, at, uh, so, do you envision? I don't know if you've had a chat to the girls, um, but Gail Broughton played fullback for you last year. Where Parramatta with you, um, Tiana. Um, does she take the sixth role, do you think, up there, Taz? Yeah, well, she played there in the trial. I'm assuming she'll take the sixth role, which um, will be really exciting to watch, obviously, like Emma moving from the one to the six, and she seems like a very natural ball player as well. So to get her hands on the ball more, I think it'll be really good for her and for the Broncos. And Tasman, she was at the Roosters last year? Tasman um, Gray, was she with you no, last year? No, she was at Titans. Oh, okay, yeah, Titans, yeah. yeah. Okay. But she was injured for the 2022 yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah that's, she didn't actually get She play. was outstanding in, um, in Origin, obviously, and you got – the origin back row with her and uh, Romy Teitzel as well. So, um, you know, obviously you move on, but some really good signings there for, for your old team. Yeah, for sure. I think um, Melly as well from – she played for the Kiwi Ferns in the World Cup. She was really strong there. Yep. Um, and Gail's a huge one for them. And then they've – yeah, got Romy, Tasman, and then they've retained a lot of um, players as well, like Jasmine Fogavini, um, she came on the scene last year and she was really good. Yep. And um, Hayley Maddox probably my player to watch. Okay, she's the played, fullback. Yeah, she played there last year. I've heard she's put on a bit of weight this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's got a touch background and, yeah, some really good skills. So keen to see how she goes this year. Yeah, she had big shoes, obviously, um, you know, when you take over from Tamika yeah. Upton. And she's only slender of build, right? So um, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, sure. put on a couple of kilos. Like, yeah. normally you don't want to say that for chicks. But in this, like, for NRLW, you like, yeah, she could use it with an extra a couple of kilos. So um, they look still look strong. They're $5 with the tab, Taz. So they're still going to be um, a real threat this year. Yeah, for sure. I think they're flying under the radar a little bit for the mm. team. A Broncos got. team flying under yeah. the radar. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. bit for the team they've got and who they've recruited yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, moving on to the West Tigers. So, uh, fullback predicted lineup: Vetty Welsh, uh, Jakaya Whitfield, Rakia Horn, Tess Staines, Leanne Tufanga, Lasana Lutu, Emily Curtin, Sarah Togatuki, Sophie Curtin, Imogen Goblin, Kezi Apps, Christian Bio, and Nevada, George, Selma Nal, Nor. Do you know who that is? No. Um, Falau, Vaki, Taylor Osborne and Eliza 
Salata. So I'm gonna you're gonna have to help me out a little bit. Obviously, know yeah. about uh, Kezi Apps and Vetti Welsh, yeah. um, who was at Parramatta with you before she got injured. Was it the previous season? Did yeah. she missed the entire season. Yeah, so she got injured in the 2021 season, which was um, the beginning of last year, yeah. and then has spent like the whole year in rehab. So uh, we had a trial against them last week, and she had her first touch. I think her first game back, and awesome. I just She's remember being yeah, I remember being on the field just like low key like go bro. You know, just, like, <laughs> so good to see someone like her back out there and she's worked away quietly, um, you know, behind the scenes for the last year. And it's hard. Anyone that's done an ACL would know that's like brutal, you know, yep. to come back from. So good to see her back there. That's a huge asset for them. Um, and I think her and Kezi Apps are sharing the um, the leadership Ca- the role captaincy. there. Um, but then Salah Togatuki as well. So she's, you know, one of the state of origin props and yep. um, she's won a premiership with the Roosters. Um, she so got player of the premiership too, the grand did, final, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So she's in really good form too. I think they'll rely a lot on her um, in that, you know, in their pack. And I think my player to watch, someone that's probably slept on is Rakia Horn. She's, okay. um, yeah, she to me is like such a beast of an athlete. She's so strong. Like she – you should see what she lives in the gym. Like she's Where a freak she and she plays from? in the centres. So she came from Para. Para with you? She, yep. Yeah, she played in the right centres um, at Para with yep. us. Um, but, yeah, I feel like she's someone that slept on. So, yeah, I think she'll do really So this well. is obviously they're paying $17 with the tab. They're down the bottom of one of those teams. Like it's going to maybe take a while. Got – um. You got you got your leadership there with um with Kezi and Bo Breckham all he's in charge and he's mm. been I think he's had his fingerprints on this Harvey Norman team for a while so yeah, that helps a couple of years um but um there's a few names that I'm just really just not familiar with in this team so it could take a little bit for the Tigers do you think this year yeah see or, or how do you envision them them going this year definitely well you look at like with the expansion and you talk about like it probably could have been better to go to eight teams rather than ten like adding another two Sydney teams I think. Um, you know, the Tigers just don't have a lot of big names yeah. um, and they're probably one team that you look at their, the depth of their squad and there are going to be a lot of girls in their team that make their NRLW debut um, even in the first couple of rounds. So, yeah, we'll see. I think it, it might take them a little bit of time to kind of gel, but they've got someone like Kezi Apps and, um, and Bo at the helm kind of, you know, leading leading the way there. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, some great leadership. All right, let's move on to your old team, the Eels. They are paying $15 with the tab to win the competition. Some big changes and... Uh, big outgoings, but I've uh, got a couple of big uh, players that come from the Dragons as well. So the Dragons lost a heap too. We'll get mm. to them right at the end. Uh, fullback, Abby Church, Monique Donovan on the wing with Zali Fay. Zali Fay, I, th- I really Done. like her. Yeah. Uh, Mahalia Murphy, Chantel Stowers in the centres, uh, Puhuka Berryman Duff, uh, Rachel Pearson, uh, Elsie Al- Albert, Ruben Sherrington, Ruby Jean Canard. Amelia Murphy, Talisha O'Neill, Kennedy Sherrington, Casey Tohihiku, Kira Simon, Shannon Maru, Nakia Davis Welsh. Um, recruits of note of obviously um, the Dragons players, I'd say Tiana in uh, Rachel Pearson, who was playing halves against you last year in the in the Origin Taz and uh, and Elsie Albert's a beast. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the Kennedy – oh, sorry, Kennedy and Ruben Charrington playing in the middle. You know, Ruben will be their hooker and Kennedy will be their lock and I think that combination between Kennedy and Elsie um, Albert will be like brutal. They'll yeah. have a lot of punch uh, in the middle there and, yeah, you're right, a massive recruit for them is um, Rat Pearson who I think signed for three years for, for Para and she's like one of the calmest players that I've played alongside and yeah. just an all-round great human. So they've recruited really 
really well there. But um, I think some like girls that are coming back, you know, Nakia Davis Welsh um, had a baby and she's had a couple of kids and she's she's come back now and she played at um, the Sharks with us in Harvey Norman this year and um, I think the Sharks just missed out on her for her to go and sign with Parramatta and then you've got Talisha O'Neill who's a Jillaroo so she went, went and had a baby, had a couple of years okay. off as well. Um, and who else? Sally Faye, you know, yeah. she's, um, she's she's just going to score tries. Phenomenal, fun, she? yeah. She's yeah. like one of my favourite like yeah. athletes to to watch and to play alongside. Um, and Mahalia Murphy as well too. So she's a Jillaroo, dual international actually. <clears throat> she's played um, for the Aussie Sevens, played um, Australian Wallaroos, and she's played for the Jillaroos years and years ago. So yep. she's come back to the game and she's a beast in the centres. Like she's yeah, she's strong too. So I think they've got like. Quite a you know quite a decent lineup there, and um, I think once they gel together, they'll be quite dangerous. You mentioned uh, Rachel Pearson. Rat Pearson is also the best nickname in the. Yeah, nickname's well. Rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the Cowboys. Uh, they are fifteen dollars with the tab. We have Fran Goldthorpe, China Palata, Jasmine Peters, Mia Middleton, Autumn Rain, Stevens Daly. How good's four names? Kira Dib, <laughs> Tahula Tellet, April Natupuna. I should get that being a Maldi, I should know that better. Emma Manselman is a good signing. Sarika Muka, Tiana Ratz-Strand-Smith, Rath-Strand-Smith, sorry. Shania Power, Talisha Harden, big signing. Mackenzie Weller, Shelley Long, Bree Chester, and S.A. Banu. Uh, recruits of note, big one, championship uh, winner in Kira Dib. And Emma Manselman, she came off the bench for Newcastle yeah. last yeah. year. Um, I always thought whenever she came on, she really gave them a lift at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So their big signings, um, Taz, going to you, heading back up north, the Cowboys. Um, I guess it's sort of you put them a little bit in the Tigers brackets. They've got some really good signings with some some leadership up there in, in a couple of winners in Dib and Manselman. But um, I'm sort of just unfamiliar with a few of these names as well here. Yeah, they've um, signed a lot of young girls, um, but a lot of North Queensland girls as well who love the club and love the area. And obviously, Kira Dib, um, Emma Menzelman, and Talisha Hard, and like they're great leaders and they'll bring a lot of experience to a young group. But they seem like a really tight knit group and spending a lot of time together. And they're they all love the club. They've speaking to them in camp about their preseason and that they've they're building really well so it'll be exciting to see but yeah again the depth and the young girls will it'll be yeah interesting to see how they any go. of the young girls you know of obviously you know Talisha played with you uh, Queensland level now for a couple of years and uh, at the Bronx um, any of these sort of young girls that we should watch out for yeah um SA Banu I'm gonna say she's okay. my player to watch she's a young girl coming through in the middle um she's really exciting and um, in that BMD competition, she tore my tweet team apart two years ago. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say her. But I've also, speaking to Talisha, I heard um, Crystal Blackwell. Okay. I've never actually really heard of her before, but apparently she's been training the house down. All right, beautiful. Uh, and we talked about them before, the Dragons, a heap of changes. Um, <laughs> speaking to Sioui, his team has been decimated, so shout out to Sioui for his recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> the Dragons are $17. Uh, fullback, she moves from the wing. Tegan Berry to fullback, so it'd be um, interesting to see how she goes. Uh, Taylor Mapu, Mapusua, Keely Brown, Bobby Law, Sinead Lindell, we spoke about it before, Tyler Nathan Wong, if you haven't heard of her, NRLW, you're in for a treat. Racine McGregor, Angelina Tikaranga Katoa, Carla Cowan, Tara McGrath West, Sarah Satawa, Sotia, Sotia. Uh, Roxy Murdoch Marcella, Alex. 
Tua Ne'e, Zali Hopkins, Jamili Bright, Madison Weatherall, Renee Target, and girls, apologies if you're just tuning in for the first time, <laughs> uh, learning a few of these names, but um, coming back over you, Tiana, you spent yeah. some time at um, the Dragons. Uh, like I said, I was speaking to Sowie before game one of Origin. Um, they just come for the squad's been so well, – without winning anything over the last couple of years, that team's been stacked and everyone just come for come for that Dragons team. Recruits yeah. a note though, they get Ray C. McGregor, uh, yeah. player of the year last year and uh, to join – so Paige wasn't in this predicted lineup. Is she injured? Is no. So she withdrew late from the squad only recently. Oh, um, really? I think just for personal reasons. Okay. Yeah, she just kind of had to look after herself um, off the field. So okay. she decided to kind of withdraw, um, probably didn't feel like she could give um, – what they needed. And Fair enough. Yeah, so she's looking after herself and, and going to have the year off footy. But, yeah, I think as you mentioned, um, Racine McGregor, Dallium Player of the Year last yep. year, um, she's huge for them. But, yeah, unfortunately for them, like their depth doesn't look um, as good as some other teams. And I know that they did lose a handful of Cronulla girls as well that have gone home to Cronulla. So, like, yeah. they're, they're a team that have unfortunately um, been kind of whacked with that, you know, the downside to expansion where girls now have the opportunity to stay closer to home and play for the club that they um, have kind of always wanted to play for. So, um, yeah, Sowie's done a really good job at recruiting and, and filling their squad. But I think someone that I'm excited to see um, transition from the wing to fullback is Tegan Berry. Like, she's yep. a freak. Anyone that's, you know, watched our game sees it. She nearly gets like one or two intercept tries per season and she's just like got the longest stride and um, she's great. Even out of yardage, she's quite deceptive. Like, yep. she, there's not much of her, but she's really strong in yardage as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing her. And then in the six, Tyler Nathan Wong, seeing her transition over. Um, I think her first ever rugby league game was in a trial last week. So, it'll yeah, be interesting. Really yeah, so interesting, it doesn't yeah. always nest like like you said. So you've transitioned as well. Did you have a, you would have had a rugby league background before you started playing sevens though? Yeah, I played rugby league when I was young. Yep. When I played in the boys comp, and then I played touch and Oztag growing up as well. Yep. So like the fundamentals were were kind of there. And um, no, that's the same story for a lot of the girls. Um, but for me, yeah, I played a whole season of Harvey Norman prior to making um, my NRLW debut. So I learned a lot in that season. There were a couple of things that I probably did wrong, like place the ball back or something stupid like that. And yeah, for sure. I know, had a lot of learnings. So I'd be interested to see how she goes coming off the back of like not a lot of footy at lower grade. Um, and making that transition. Yeah, so we, um, with Gail last year when she came over, yeah. um, I thought she was great at the back end of the season. First couple of games, obviously her kick returns are great because that's the part yeah, of rugby that you, you can sort of use and implement into into rugby league regardless. But how how long did it sort of take for a – did she have rugby league background? No, but no, to, she, her, to her credit, she yep. came and played a full season at the Mounties in, okay, in cool. Harvey Norman. So yep. she spent that whole season learning the game and I know – I think we played them really early on in the season and you could just see that she was really green. Yep. Um, and then the, and then we played them in the semifinals at the back end of the season and she was like such a threat. So she she grew heaps in that season and then kind of transitioned um, into the NRW really nicely and, and knew like, the, you know, fundamentals and um, had like heaps better game awareness. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really big ask, you know, to jump in the six as well, which is like such a key role in the spine. Um, but, yeah, like – Good luck to her. I think she'll do great. Under, under Sowie as well, who was, you know, a great half in his time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, girls. Well, good luck to you girls as well. I really appreciate Thank you coming you. on for us at Levels. Um, we're not going to do every week. We'll probably do – NRL will do, do the preview. We'll do it halfway through the season. Then we'll get into it in finals. But really appreciate you girls taking time out in your week leading into the season and uh, all the best to both of you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having us. As always, we want everyone to be playing safe during this footy season, so please keep front of mind what are you really gambling with. And if you need free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.